Okay, welcome to Full Send Sports. Uh, this is our 105 KG Qualifier Edition, and this is a guy I've been looking forward to talking to for a while because his reputation <laughs> precedes him as an outgoing character, as I'm certainly sure we're all going to find out here. So welcome, Adam Geiger. Thanks for joining me, man. Uh, thanks for having me, my man. Yeah, you certainly, uh, you know this, though. You're a character, man. I, I, I watch your YouTube or your TikTok shit all the time. I watch your antics <laughs> when you compete. I mean, it is who you are. It, it is who I am. Um, it's fun. Like, I love strongman. I love lifting. I love all that stuff. But, like, they're there to watch us, man. Like, we're we're like a spinoff of the WWE. Like, people want a personality to follow. So, like, I'm going to give them that, you know? Like, people just don't want to see people who can lift the most that day. That's, you know, that's kind of boring still. Yeah. You know what, man? I wish, more, I wish more guys would take that on, right? It, it, you yeah. have to show your personality. And I think one of the reasons this sport lags behind a little bit is there's a little too much humility in strongman. Some guys just need to get out there, have some fun, throw caution to the wind, and be themselves, talk a little shit, right? Yeah. Create some rivalries like, and stuff. Yeah. I, I mean, I got to say, I took it from Anthony Furman. You know, like yeah. he created his La Flama Blanca, and it was that was something I always felt needed to happen. And then when I seen him do it, and <clears throat> not only just the response, but really like, that's all who we change into come competition day anyways. You know, right. we have this alter ego we move into, but I think most people just don't have the balls to like let that person show, you know, and it's competition, you know, like that, that can show and you can walk out right after and give them that and be like, you know, that was, you know, everybody competed well, but got to talk a little shit, man. Get under some skin. Hey, and the truth is, man, I mean, obviously with a little bit of attitude, you got to put some performance behind it, but Absolutely. listen, even if that's just not your day, I can guarantee you this much. Those spectators walk away from an event. They'll remember a guy like you before they're going to remember the guy that's sitting on top of that podium. If he doesn't Absolutely. have a real character to go along with them. Absolutely. And like, I just personally think that you, you can't only have this character based on how well you compete every time. Like you're, you're not going to com compete perfectly. You're not going to even be great every single time you walk out there. Like shit happens on every single day. You know what I mean? So you still have to go out there with that same swag. You got to go out there talking that same shit, being that same person, because that's who they're coming to see. That's that's who everybody, you know, that's, it's the only reason, not the probably the only reason, but it's a big reason why I'm here today. You know, like people yeah. want to know about that. Yeah, absolutely. And you're right. And that's why I got mm -hmm. you on today, because the real truth is we got to shed more light on characters like you. We really do. And I hope more people <laughs> listen to this podcast or this this particular interview and understand that it's OK to be a little flamboyant and come out. And like you said, create that character, that alter ego, and run with it a little bit. I, I man, yeah, I tell you, you, you do a stellar job of it, bro. You make me laugh <laughs> every time I watch your shit. I'm not gonna lie. Thanks, yeah, thanks. Seriously. So, when did all this strongman stuff start for you, man? Well, give me a little backstory. When did you uh, pick up a weight and say, "Man, I think this might be for me"? Yeah. So I'm not naturally a strong guy, uh, tall, skinny guy. I was a, a sprinter my whole life. Um, way later in life, I think <clears throat> I was 24, 25. Um, one of my buddies named Zach Baker at the time, he was a really big up and coming heavyweight. Um, he was like, we were playing football together, uh, like flag football at the time. He was like, bro, you got to come try this train. And I already worked out and all that good stuff. I'm in the industry. So I was like, I'll try it out. It's just a different way to lift weights. Like, let's do it. So I go to his house and uh, that day we did <clears throat> log, stone and car deadlift. Wow. And I think the log, I hit like a, I don't know, hundred and maybe 30 pounds. And it was the, worst shit I ever done in my life. I was like, this is so weird. Uh, but I remember loading a stone onto a piece of scaffolding. It was like yeah. a 280 stone. Wow. On your first day? Wait a minute. Yeah, dude, I totally, yeah, I like totally raw docked it. And yeah. my, they were like, you know, it was maybe a 40 inch load. Right. It wasn't super high, but they were both like, 
bro, that's that's good. And like stones have always been my thing. But then after that, we went to go deadlift and they had this like 86 Mustang out on his, he had land yeah. uh, hooked up to this car deadlift. And uh, he was like, you know, rip it, give, give her hell. And I'm like, all right. So I pulled this, this damn thing doesn't move an inch. And I'm like, oh, it's gotta be like in the dirt, bro. It's been out here. And they both get under it and pull it for like 12. And I was like, ah, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It tells you, it, it, that kind of gets you thinking a little bit. I got some work to yeah. do. Yeah. That yeah, stone was great, but I got a lot of fucking work to do. That's the only thing I had. Yeah. That's awesome, man. So it's so rest of history, like, right? So you start training. There's a comp there? coming up in four weeks. Yeah. Oh, they okay. wanted me to train for a comp yeah. like four weeks later. And I'm like, I don't know. They're like, don't worry. We got you. We'll, you'll be ready for it. And I did. I won. And then Strongman Bug bit me from there. I was like, this is what I have to do forever. Oh, yeah, that's not a bad start. <laughs> that's a great story yeah. and a great start. Yeah. So yeah, so you've been good. doing it for a few years then. How long? Uh, Since, was that 2009, I think? 2010. Oh, wow. So, yeah. You're a, little a veteran. Bit You're a veteran then, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I was, I remember looking up to Mike Mistel and yeah. okay. uh, those guys, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, you've seen kind of the evolution of this then more than a lot of guys have that are now getting into the sport because of a lot of the light that's getting shed on Strongman, in large part thanks to Clash and, and Anthony and what he's doing. Yeah. But certainly the sport as in itself is now just sort of – it's starting to blossom. I'm not going to get too far ahead of myself because we both know there's a ton of fucking work to do. A ton of work to do. But it, it certainly has come it's a long way. It's come a long way. Yeah. When I started this, this shit was like backyard wrestling. Right. You know what right. I mean? Like we were right. our nationals were in like Denison, Texas at some barbecue joint in a parking lot. Like oh, that's yeah. <laughs> there was no glamour. Nobody was live streaming this shit. And yeah. half the time they were like, What do you what do you do? What's what's strong man? Is that like that tough man where they're boxing? And I'm like, right. no, it's not yeah, that. nobody knew what it was. Yeah. Nobody knew what we did. Yeah. And you had to be like, remember on ESPN when you're a kid and your dad yeah. watched, they're like, Oh, that everybody made that reference to remember ESPN, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, and remember ESPN, and then it was, Do you know Brian Shaw? <laughs> right, the next Immediately. question because I we all, we all know him, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's yeah, so you've certainly seen the evolution of the sport, which well, you know, which, which again, it, it's it's like watching uh, it's like watching your kid grow up to some degree and where it's at now yeah. in the last 13 years, which is a lot of fun, of course. But have you always been in the 105 class, or did you grow into that class or, or come down into that class? Uh, I started in the 105, um, okay. and then, like I said, I was hanging out with my boy Zach, and he's this dude's like 350 pounds. He's built like a D lineman, and right. you know, everywhere we went, he just got all the attention. How strong are you? And I was like, I'm strong too. <laughs> you know, I'm just a 105. I'm not as big. Yeah. And so I tried to make a little bit of a run in the heavyweight class for a year and a half, and I got uh, my ass stomped in. Yeah, it's a whole and different ball game. It was a whole different ball game, yeah. and. So then I came back down. <laughs> was the reason, was was the reason maybe at that time because of what a lot of guys experience in these lighter classes? It was that the, just the competitions weren't there. The there wasn't enough guys in those classes back then. I mean, what was there a motivator besides just wanting to get up there? Did you see sort of something that maybe you didn't like it, about? It just felt like if you were going to do anything in the sport, you had to be a heavyweight. Right. If you were okay. even just going to be noticed, you know, like as some dude down the street, like you had to be the heavyweight size, like heavyweights got everything, you know, if, yeah. if you weren't that, you were really in the sport, you know, it was like, you were the little brother. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and no, that's, absolutely. I didn't like that. And so, but then I realized I had to be, you know, I wasn't built to be a heavyweight. I didn't want to live that life. Um, you know, I yeah. mean, I'm six, three, but like, 300 and the heaviest I got to was 305 and I was miserable, Dude, just miserable. Big. Yeah. 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 Breathing so. and everything else. Right. It all changes. Man. Oh my I'm God. Walking the spit. Oh, like holding your breath to tie your shoe. Oh. Fuck. Like, 
Yeah. Your face all red. I'm like, right. sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, right, right. No, I just went through that myself. I was trying to qualify for OSG, and I, although I figured the only way I could do it was just to get my weight up to get my static strength up, and I had one of those moments the other day when I was trying to tie my shoe, and I'm back to losing some weight. But in any case, yeah, those moments, right, when you know you're just getting too big, and it's just not – This is it's too just big. Not this is too much. Yeah, yeah. It's not good. Yeah, so the the idea then of all these athletes now getting this exposure that we're getting to them, and, and again, we're going to reference Clash a few times. That's why we're talking today because you're heading to Clash. Mm -hmm. You know, when did you start to see it kind of change? I know it was starting to change, in my opinion, a bit before Anthony said, fuck all, let's do this Clash thing. But, you know, the, the the events started getting bigger. Was there a reason for that, in your opinion, since you've kind of seen the evolution of it? Was there another turning point in the sport that you felt like was a catalyst, um, you know, as you were coming up? When all of a sudden you started going to these competitions, go, holy fuck, there's actually a class of guys here that I can compete with. There's not just two or three. So I think for me the biggest turn was when uh, Strongman Corp, started getting a push by USS. Okay. I feel that USS came out and they weren't taken serious at all by many. Um, <clears throat> and then they started gaining a lot of traction and their nationals started having hundreds and hundreds of competitors. Okay. And not only did they have hundreds of competitors, but they were doing different things for athletes, which then forced um, Strongman Corp's hand to start doing more also. And okay. I think that's where the change started to happen a a little bit it started going and there was a sudden push you know what i mean and oddly enough that push was two people who started strongman corp together and yeah. you know like what a better rivalry right like they know each other and they are going to have to push each other to be better and i think that needed to happen right like when coca-cola got better because of pepsi right or was yeah. the other way around but like everybody was like oh it's gonna crush them but no it made more people like cola is what That's actually right. happened. And so right. this made more right. people like Strongman. And yeah. then once more people liked it, they were both like, well, I got to do more. Well, now I got to do more. Now I got to do more. You know, you couldn't be left behind, especially by your ex. There's some motivation there for sure. Yeah, you, yeah, can't yeah. you can't lose to them. Like, you have to get better. And then No, no, you can't. Anthony came in third party. That shit was like, what's up, bitch? Watch this. Right. <laughs> watch what yeah. I do my first go around. Man, and then there... that set the bar crazy high. If there was a better explanation of the history of the growth of this sport, that last minute may be it right there. <laughs> You're true. It's true, though, right? Competition creates better product. It just simply yeah. does. You yeah. can't own it all. You may think you can, but you can't. Strongman Corp can't do without USS. USS can't do without Strongman Corp. And Anthony now is just providing a different pathway. He's just saying, yeah. hey, you don't have to have an affiliation to love me. Just come over and do this shit, just and I'll put you at the this. table, and we can all eat, right? I mean, that's kind of his, his shtick, and it's mm -hmm. working, man. I mean, you were at Clash of the Coast. I mean, I, that, that was a – fuck. I, it was my first one. I didn't go to the very first one, but that was an experience, huh? Even – I was at the first one and at the second one. I competed at both, yeah. and going to the first one was like – I remember walking out of the competition field and was like, God, like this is insane. Yeah. I felt like a WSM competitor. Right. And then going and even just the like, you know, three, two, one. All right, you guys are on. It's like, all right, be strong right now on TV. Yeah, <laughs> like right, that right. was crazy. Yeah. And then year two, we walk up and suddenly they have these boom trucks with cameras. Like I'm carrying stuff and there's this camera two feet next to me walking. Like that was insane. I, I like you, you feel like a movie star in a sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's just, you don't experience things like that. I never strong, the strongman, they get to come up today, get to experience stuff at a level that the a lot of us had to work a really long time to get to 
You yes. know what I mean? Like yeah, right, right. things like America's strongmen like me, when I got into this, like that was the goal, right? Uh, the Arnold. I remember just going to the Arnold was like, man, I want to get to that Arnold because it was the Arnold. Now you can literally say, I'm going to do strongman tomorrow and you can go sign up and like be on TV and have yeah. this cameras in your like. That's insane. Yeah. That's insane to me. You know, like, go to a call. Yeah. Go to one qualifier and, and a, six months later, you can be on TV on ESPN. But even Honestly, these yeah. ones that are here at, at, at the yeah. regionals are like are insane the way they set them up. They're at yeah. beautiful spots like at Elitch Gardens in their amphitheater. This is it's it's beautiful. It's, yeah. it's it's like you know we didn't experience things like this. Well, and, and you you know you, and that appreciation coming from you is years in this sport and watching its growth. You know, I had a conversation with a young guy the other day, uh, and, and we're we're on good terms. It was one of these sort of heated moments where he's like, "Ah, oh, I don't even want to support these local shows or go to them because I know what I want and I'm just going right after it." And it kind of rubbed me the wrong way, right? Because guys like you and guys like me, we came up through this sport. There's a certain appreciation for what you went through at Clash. It, it kind of broke my heart a little bit to hear that because I think it's a necessary step for these new generation of athletes to come in to appreciate that growth within the sport. And not only that, support these local shows so when they finally get to that opportunity, maybe that's only a year or two away, to get to clash and experience what you experience, there'll be a whole greater appreciation for it. I know that sounds like your mom and dad talking to you, right? When they tell and us I, how we should appreciate shit. But I, I get it. it. You know. Yeah, I get it. And and I think I was actually just having a conversation with a, a couple of friends. And I said, I feel like some of us that have been doing this for a while, um, you know, like Johnny Wasico, Anthony, uh, you know, there's quite a few guys that have been out there for nine, Nate Bowling, nine, 10 years, and they've yeah. seen all the same stuff. Um it really reminds me of like the what we were talking about is how it's it reminds me of like the WWF right like we're those guys that slept in our cars and you know we got paid six thousand dollars and worked all year and like yeah. now yeah. these new guys get to come in and they're getting multi-million dollar which is cool they're gonna look yeah. at us as like pioneered it and yay but for me I kind of sit in the back and I'm like I want to be in on that hype, you know, like we yeah. don't, we're not going to, we're not going to get those at some point. Hopefully this, this, this sport gets to the point where guys are making hundreds of thousands a year and, you know, they can support a family or whatever, but like, there is a sense of like, it sucks. You didn't get to probably be a part of that. Like you were way before that when you were doing it in dirt parking lots with no yeah. umbrellas to give you shade. And yeah, it does so give true. us the appreciation, but it's, yeah. you know, there's a part of it. You're like, man, all of us really wanted to make a living out of this. Yeah, and while we get to be the pioneers for it, it would be cool to be the LeBrons also that got to come in a little bit later and catch yeah, yeah, deals it, off. You know, that is true. That is a true perspective, right? Because you're not going to tell these new guys getting in the sport, you know that. Yeah, you don't have to go through the school of hard knocks. I get it. I just think if I was coaching a guy, I'd be like, no, fuck all. You're going to go to yeah, some no, of these you, competitions, get dirty, you know, and, 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 a little bit. Yeah, and listen, too, you know, a lot of these guys think when they get up to OSG or they get up to Clash or they get up to, uh, you know, Nationals or some of these other shows that they're competing against the best. You know, I got news for you, and I think you agree, will agree to this. You you may not be competing against the best just because you're at these shows. Go to some of these parking lot shows in the middle of fucking nowhere. You'll run into a guy that you'll go, well, who the fuck is this guy? You're going to run into Trey Mitchell's he? there. Yeah, exactly. you know the the Wesley Claiborns, the guys that yep. you're like they, you know they're they they've been training the same beat down ass shoes for eight years, running thousand pound yokes. 
Yeah. And you have no idea. Never heard of Andrew Clayton's. Yeah. You've never yeah. heard of these guys. And they yeah. don't look cool. They don't look flashy, but they're going to go over there and kick your dick clean in. <laughs> and Absolutely. you're not be ready for it. Absolutely. And not only that, but we in this day, and it, like we get to compete in air conditioned, shaded places, you know, like yeah. in large part. Yeah. In yeah. large part. Yeah. Like I came from an area era where we were doing them on brand new blacktop parking lots at things like Parker Days. And you know what I mean? Like middle of the summer. Now, yeah. Not only was that heavy, but just sitting there was hot as yeah. shit. Like yeah. you didn't even want to be there. It was so hot. And it was all day long. You were there from 8 a.m. and you didn't leave till seven. Yeah. I mean, Dude. it was the longest shit of your life. The speaking of which, right? The evolution of competition, right? <laughs> now you're going into competitions nowadays. Two and a half hours, man. You're in an hour, which is the whole other end of that spectrum. All it really is the next yeah. little bit. This yeah. is fast. Like clash this last year. Yeah, the hardest part of competing there was how fast pace that was. Like you got done with the medley, you're losing your mind, and your lane manager's coming up. And they're like, "You're back up in 15," and you're like. I'm not even going to be that have breath in 15 minutes, let alone dressed for this next event. This is insane. And it almost gives you this, this like a uh, uh, fear. You're like, Oh God, I'm never going to be ready to, to overhead press 320 now. What the hell? Yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. insane. The, the pace of these to get them done, to be on TV. Well, you had at least one experience prior, right? I mean, at least you got to the first clash. And that was probably yeah. what did, was there a huge difference? I, I guess I haven't talked to anybody yet that went from one to the other. You mentioned from a production standpoint, without a doubt. Uh, but what was the biggest thing that you kind of took away from first to second and that evolution over one year? Um, uh, Like production was, was, is that, was it? Yeah. Well, well, no, I mean, it wasn't it. Like that was really good. Second time around. And did it obviously, move just like, fast on the first one in your opinion, or was it a bit slower? Um, it was a little bit slower, but it was intentionally because it was just us, you know, gotcha. that second time okay. around we had the women we had, there was, you know, it was gotcha. whole days of festivities. Um, and then, you know, year two, he was trying to do way cooler stuff. He was really pushing the bar and trying to get things built out on the sand. And, you know, some of that stuff last minute, they're like, Oh, it's not gonna work because of whatever. And so like, just his ability to, to, um, keep it together. It like yeah. was really good year to the, you know, we got treated like Kings. It's yeah, it's, it's it insane. Nice. It's yeah. It it's nice. nice. You get, you get treated you know, well. And I, and I do like the evolution of that too, bringing in some record breakers. And I get it. There were some hiccups there and all that, but I think we can all appreciate that ends a different yeah. sort of pageantry to it all. I think, especially sure. if you got a spectators and they're watching it, they're not just watching you guys compete, but they're getting into maybe some single events and some other names. It was an opportunity to share a lot of names that weekend. I felt mm-hmm. a lot of guys were being recognized and girls, of course, I think Hannah Lindsay may have walked away from that. Probably the, probably the sweetheart of the ball, if you know what I mean, yeah, yeah. Effort, but in any case, yeah, no, I, I love it, man. And I love breaking that down a little bit too and how you athletes feel after you've gone from one event to the other. Have you, uh, now what's your year look like generally now since you're kind of in this clash mode? I mean, you're going to this qualifier. Obviously, let's qualify. Let's get to the coast next year. Do you like the way that's working now? He took away the top 10 and said, hey, everybody's got to qualify. Just like if you were on a football team, I think Tyler Young said it best. You got to make the playoffs again. Simple as that. Got to make the team. Fuck the playoffs. You got to make the whole team. Right. Right. <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? like, you're okay with that. Yeah, I think you should. Like, it keeps is is it's yeah, it sucks, right? But it, it really only sucks for the guys with egos. Yeah, the guys that say I deserve it. I've been this in the sport, and I've had these records. Eat shit. Al Bundy scored four touchdowns in a game. That means nothing today. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I, I, for anybody, any young guys out there, Al Bundy, that's married with children. They probably don't know. Children. They don't know about yeah, these yeah. guys. 
Yeah, Adam. You don't know about Paul Kai. Yeah, right. yeah, I don't know about Paul Kai. No, they don't. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think you should have to. Like, just because you did good at one comp one year, that doesn't mean you're going to be that guy next year. You know what I mean? We've all had stellar comps, and literally two months later, ate complete shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah shit that doesn't well, mean. And I think there's another part of it too, and I and you would appreciate this being a showman that you are. Listen, if we want to grow this sport, people got to recognize your name. And the only way they're going to recognize your name is if you're out there competing in the circuit. Because if you're not mm-hmm. and you come to one show, the who's who's this guy mentality, it, it doesn't get it done anymore. They need to follow mm-hmm. you through your journey a little bit. You know, and, and especially now with these pay-per-views and what ADL's doing, you can find your guy now. You don't have to wait, you know, one once a year to go see him. You can find yeah, the Adam Geigers of the him. world every time he's in competition somewhere. So, yeah, you know, I, I, just, I, I think agree. that's worth mentioning. And I think that as a sport gets bigger, when strongman was in, in a lot of strongmen aren't going to like this. Um, but as a sport progresses, it gets a little bit further away. And I'm not saying I'm for it. I just, this is what happens. It gets further away from what that sport truly is. And like, it, this is getting further, a little bit further away from the strength portion of it. You know, people don't care about like, I'm going to follow the guy who could deadlift 1200 pounds. Like, true. Nope, not at all. Like they're going to follow the guy that they want to be like, that they like, that they, and then those guys are also going to be the ones who get invites to shows. And those are going to be the guys who get the most attention. And there's going to be a lot of strongmen who don't have that capability because a lot of strongmen are just, you know, old school. They're weirdos. You know what I mean? Like this was a very taboo sport when I started, like this was super weird. So like, that's a great perspective. Yeah. Having, if you don't have that personality, like, it doesn't mean shit. You know what I mean? Like you, is no, that you got to be marketable. You have to be marketable. And, you know, and I think isn't marketable. It just isn't. No. Nobody fucking cares. You know, <laughs> they and, and, and they're talking about trying to get on all these big sponsors, and we're all pushing for that. We're all doing our part in the move of this sport in the same direction. Whether you're on the media side of things, on a podcast, you're a promoter, you're an athlete. We all want mm-hmm. the same thing, but we all know the same thing equals money, which equals marketing. And if you don't have a marketable product, which means you better have athletes who are marketable. You're not going right. to fucking get anything outside of these same old, same old companies. God bless them. Who, in my opinion, pay way too much more money on this shit with little to no return. God bless you, companies. Again, I'll remain unnamed, but we all know who they are. They put loads of money into this shit, and we need to give them some payback at some point. Yeah, it, it does. They have to have. There has to be a reason for them to want to sponsor us, right? Like heavyweights have it a little bit easier. They're just these big ass dudes that everyone wants to look at. They're six foot five and eight. And like, you know, some of them have personalities, but some of them don't. They're just monstrosities to look at, which is really cool. Which is kind of their own thing. Yeah, I get it. You look like a little bit bigger than average gym bros. You know what I mean? Like your big 105s are walking around about 260 pounds off season. Like there's nothing. That's not cool. That's pretty regular still. Like nobody grasps the concept. If, If you're pressing 500 pound log overhead, Mrs. Jones has no concept of what the fuck that is. Yeah. None. Zero. What that 500 pounds is a lot of weight, but what that means overhead is means zero to her. Right. So, right. Or, or anybody else, you know what I mean? Like they want to connect with who are you as a human? Like that's it. Who are you yeah. as a human? And that's what I give a fuck about. Like yeah. as yeah. long as you're competing and you're strong enough to compete, that's all I care about. That's all they yeah. have to care about. As long as you can make it in the circuit, you're not just getting your ass beat in, you know? Yeah. There's a certain level of, a, of, yeah, you have to be a, you have to be a certain level of performance for sure. Yeah. 
without a doubt. Only the diehards are supporting the damn Cleveland Browns. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) You better be from that city. (laughs) You better be from that city. Your home. Yeah, there's not a lot of people from Thornton, Colorado that are going to be repping me. So I better be somewhat decent. You know what I mean? That's right. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So, so you, uh, your, your main thing nowadays in training, I mean, you're, you're also a personal coach, right? I mean, you, you, if I understand some of the stuff I read about you, you do a lot of coaching yourself. Yeah. So I work with, um, uh, a population kind of that has, um, you know, medical uh, stuff going on, whether it be like IBS, gout, Crohn's, whatever. Oh, okay. And okay. I try to help them live a healthier, you know, lifestyle. And, you know, it's not always about fat loss and, and those things, you know, those are, those are good to gauge and we are aiming for those, but, you know, we're, we're aiming for quality of life and, you know, longevity and, and things like that. So um, yeah, I work with people like that kind of different from, the strongman thing, but <laughs> well, it keeps, you, it keeps you kind of firmly planted, right? Because at some point, I mean, listen, we all live fast and live hard right now when we're young and strong and you know, full of these great big you know ideas. But there's a certain level of grounding that's involved, and it sounds like you kind of get that through your training because you understand yeah. that there's a longevity to life, it's just not all about throwing around heavy shit forever. At some point, yeah. you need to be able to make it through your later years. So it sounds like you might have some grounding there a little bit, which is good. It does. It, it helps me understand that like everybody wants to win. Right. And an athlete at this caliber, it's really easy to do whatever it takes just to win. And so it, def, it, it gives me that place daily to say, like, I want to do this for a long time. You know, I just don't want to be here for a good time. I want to be here right. for a long time. And if that means that I enter 20 comps and maybe I only actually win three, but I place well at all of them, I'm good with that. You know what right. I mean? Like, I don't right. need to only compete the next, you know, for eight more comps, crush them all, and then you never hear about Adam Geiger again. That's that doesn't right. sound like that's the sad truth of uh, this sport and many others, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you live fast, die hard kind of mentality, uh, flash in the pan, whatever you want to call it. There are a lot of guys out there that we've both run into over the last 10 years uh, that were there one minute, gone the next, and a lot of great potential in a lot of those guys. And for, you know, for the reasons of whatever it be, drugs or diet or, or not taking lifestyle, care of yourself, whatever. lifestyle, yeah, it, it catches up with you too fast. So I agree with you on that 100%. I mean, you have to have the idea of longevity. Uh, and I think in everything we do now, because everything's so accessibly available for us to live fast and die hard, you got to set yourself back sometimes. <laughs> you do. Don't let ego get in the way, man. I, I'm with you 100%. It'll get you. It'll get you, man. Yeah. How's the training going for you, man? Is it uh, it, it, uh break down kind of your, your regimen, if you will. I know there's a lot of different programming methodologies out there for strong, man. I mean, how does a guy like you do it? Um, so I've had the same coach for five years. Um, I use uh, Andrew Triana um, with the performance vibe. I sought him out about five years ago um, and I said, Hey, I want to make a run to be a pro. And he was like, all right, let's try it. So we made the run. I went pro. Um, and I've been with him ever since. And so I took a little bit of different approach this time around. Um, I'm almost 40 years old, man. So I'm one of the older competitors. Um, and going heavy into it has been something that um, over my last couple comps has kind of set me in just a little bit more achy than I would like. Um, and so this time around, we tried something new. We went heavier early on and then finished out with, you know, things in more of a moderate range, uh, really okay. just working out, working reps and, um, you know, perfecting things, little things about right. the comp as I went yeah. into it, knowing I wasn't going to lose the strength. Um, and I feel a lot better doing that. My joints feel good. My weight is way lower. Uh, you know, my water cut is going to be, 
very small, if oh, any at all, which is great. Usually I'm, you know, my water cut starts about 243, 245. Like this morning I weighed in at 236. So like yeah, it's gonna be right. super small, which is awesome. Yeah. Um so th that was a little bit different of approach uh that I took this time around was you know not going so heavy late into the prep, you know, taking yeah. that on early, getting the confidence early, and then just work, 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 work the hell out of just perfecting the rest of it yeah you know that that's just uh that's i don't want to say older and wiser but it is older and wiser right because it, it, you know a lot of guys that are banging heavy weights one rep max is a week out from a fucking show and you're like <sighs> what are you doing man you're not uh, getting uh, hungry, yeah you know? that's not gonna yeah, <laughs> yeah. but the, i mean that's the way i used to do it too i, I didn't really have the methodology and programming or you know the, the direction that you have mm -hmm. now and that i have now but uh but yeah i think that's lending to the longevity of guys as well you know, I made this mention a few shows back. It was the Clash Masters. We're seeing this generational thing take place right now. Guys like you who don't look near 40 are, are getting 40. And you're essentially a Masters if you want to be. Or you can be Sean Shoemaker and just keep competing with. Just keep going. <laughs> keep going with the Open Class. But the, it's nice that that option is there now. Because, man, you know this, brother. 10, 12, 13 years ago, what was a Masters class? I mean, these fucking guys were broken down before they hit. They were, oh, man. Corey, you know? Yeah, yeah. These guys were were beat, and strongman was a very quick sport. Yeah, um, it, yeah I agree. And I, you know what I think is actually really cool right now is right now we're seeing guys typically in here a bit longer, and the amount of weights they're lifting are astronomically larger than we've ever seen before. Holy hell. Which Seriously. just means, like, the training that mm -hmm. the protocols that we've been able to figure out for this, like, how cool that's been. I mean, yeah, four years. I I mean nine, ten years ago when I started this to think about a a you know amateurs in the 105 class hitting 400 logs was like nope. Hey, a 400 log, like there's a lot of 105s that can hit a 105 that can hit that. Uh, pace we're log. seeing these yeah. these weights fall right now. I mean, I shit you not, man. I I did my podcast started a year ago. I was talking about shit that I said I wasn't gonna see for three years. I saw six months later. <laughs> It was nuts. It's it, insane. Some of these guys yeah. on these lifts are pushing like Nick Canby on the Dude, on an overhead no. press. That man is pushing uh uh, uh Tommy. Um oh, what the heck is his last name? From Texas. What the hell is his last name? Waco. Uh Sharp, Tommy Sharp. Oh, his yeah, okay, Tommy Sharp. Dumbbell, yeah. he just hit like a 270 dumbbell dumbbell or something like what? I, I, like the record for me was Nick Myers in that world record he did at Clash at two fifty. Yeah, a ninety U guy. I mean, that's nuts, bro. That's crazy. Yeah. These guys yeah. are lifting insane amounts of weights. Insane, yeah. and we're able to stay in it longer. So, like, yeah, yeah. I I think that's that's really cool and really really good hope for the sport. Um, but I don't know. Just for me, every day I think about. It, I'm like these numbers. They're climbing so fast. That's just the so part, right? Okay, I'm there. I'm getting there age-wise, but can I keep up with these numbers? Because, it, you know, it, I, I would say a year ago, I'd be like, oh, if I can just make it to 40 or if I can make it to 50 and still compete, that's a win in itself. But wait a second. These numbers are going up with it. The competition is getting better. I mean, yeah. you look at that 40s OSG right now. Jesus, these guys were 39 last year and kicking <laughs> ass. I mean, you got Drunas Tavikas in that class. Good luck with that. You know? I mean. Dude, Imagine I'm, that. I'm Imagine getting old. in, y'all. Are you kidding? <laughs> what the fuck? I, I'm, I'm 50 years old, and I qualified for OSG this year. 
And in my class, I got Nick Best <laughs> and Mark Felix. I mean, what the fuck? I mean, <laughs> right? And that was like yeah. Nick Best and in, 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 uh, Mark Felix. Those are WSM competitors. You know exactly. what I mean? Like, I would immediately feel like I, I'm in a heat at WSM right now. It this really is. is I do. I just want I to make it to that final day. Those two men are going to pull the whole house. Those guys, you know? Yeah. Stupid, man. That's but crazy. I, you got to love it, though. And I think that it, we're carrying on this sport now generationally, which I love. I love to see these 18, 19-year-olds. Matter of fact, out west, I mean, they've got these teen divisions in Strongman Corp now, which I think is badass. I hope and they do it strong. right. And they're strong. Yeah, I hope they do it right because you and I both know. Oh, fuck. Oh, you man. Because think about, like um, – that team division, anytime I hear about that, I immediately think about guys like Andrew Clayton, who yeah. at 17 was, I think, walking like eight, 900 pound yokes. Stupid. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he was insanely strong. Imagine if there were more teens coming out that early where they would be. Now, granted, like Andrew, you know, spent a lot of time injured, but he was also one of those guys that was pressing weights that were insanely yeah. heavier than anybody yeah. else was. His axle, his circus dumbbell. Um, and then all of his world records, you know what I mean? Like, I think that's where we're going to see the real, the real, real progress yeah. in those teams. And I, and I think, like you said, I I think, think we're going to see that, Adam, because uh, because we got prodigies in this sport now. We got these guys that have been in it who have these kids now that are 16, 15 years old that, you know, I think uh, Jerry Pritchett's kid is one that a lot of guys talk about. These guys are going to be prodigies now, not like the Tiger Woods of strongman and shit. They're going to be that big at 18, 19 years old. And if they They're going to be together, insane. Insane. We haven't even seen the tip of the iceberg yet with the numbers we're going to see 10 years from now, which I'll be spectating by then. But, boy, I'm going to love to spectate it. Oh, hey, man. That's the best thing for the sport, man. Yeah. That's like these kids. You're right. Those kids, the Jerry Pritchett's. And, you know, even some of these teens, they start, they start finding these the Terry Radies, the Andrew Triana's, and, and oh, they yeah. start using them as coaches. Like, yeah that this sport is going to take a ridiculous leap in the next 10 years. Yeah, it really is. Cause that strongman programming is so new to the whole scene, bro. I mean, just oh, in four years. And I looked at some of that early stuff going, no way. And Oh fuck. All these guys are competing at a real high level. And like yeah. you said, Terry Ratty, of course, I love Terry. You know, he's the center cause they get, he's, I love that. You talk about the, talk about the personalities. That hey, what do you want? What do you want? How do you want? How do you want? Come out to me. Right? It lends to this whole sport, I'm here man. for it. I'm yeah. here for it, man. Absolutely. Like, I, I, as long for me, I'm like, if you go talk that shit, as long as you have that same energy when they're coming at you, talk that shit. That's, right. That's how yeah. you feel. I'm okay with it. Just yeah. keep the energy. He keeps it, and I'm good with that. Yeah. And he also is one to be like, I was wrong. Like, I kept my energy, and I was wrong. My bad. Like, yeah. That's cool too. Yeah, yeah, it reminds me of some of these more outgoing NFL coaches, right? I ain't yeah. I'll talk shit. Let's do it. I'll talk know? that shit. I don't care. Get me on yeah. camera. <laughs> That's right. Win or lose, I'm still gonna be the same guy. <laughs> no, I love it. You're right. We have all this 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 really uh diverse uh this diversity within these personalities, and it carries over from coaches and athletes. And now on the women's side of things, I mean shit, we can talk about that for an hour. I mean, oh, just man. Talk, man, and it's great, man. I, I tell you, that's my favorite part of the sport right now is watching that those women's classes just do things that we never thought would be done. Bro, when at clash watching the women, watching all of them were amazing. Uh Bellevue, Kennedy, Peacock, yes. Yes. like those women are insane to watch. Corey Butler, like the they're insanely strong. Yes. The numbers these women are putting up to are uh, like uh, 300. I mean, it's, it's common insane. ground. Yeah. That's in, yeah. Like I, I saw, I've seen like 
Melissa Peacock be hit a 300 log. And I'm like, if I train with her, I, de- I think there's a chance that I'd have to be like, I can't hit that. And she could. Like there's that day, yeah, that could be that be moment. There. And I'm like, that's moment. insane yeah. to me. Like, yeah. she's so strong. Like, yeah. crazy to me. Yeah, it's a lot of fun to watch. And in the depth of the women's uh, classes now, I love, you know, because it used to be, you know, Jill Mills and a couple others. And God bless them Rose, because they were, the, yeah. they were the godmothers of this whole thing, you know. But nowadays, man, that that 91 clash that's coming up after after you guys, I think, on the 27th, dude, that class is stacked. I mean, that to me is the World Series of a lot of these clashes are, to be honest with you. You know that and I know that. Yeah. I mean, if you're in clash and you're winning clash, it's hard to knock it's hard to suggest that you're not the best in the world. It really is. Yeah. I, I would have, especially after this year, you know, because yeah. we actually had COVID was passed. We had guys that came from Ireland. We had guys that yeah, came you're from right. Canadians. You're right. We had yeah. like actually world competitors in there and we saw some bad dudes and we saw some really young, young athletes show yeah. up like Dan yeah. Hughes. He's very new to this sport and he yeah. showed up and showed out he was slaying dick all over that place bro yeah oh my right. god well if you podiumed if i'm correct on that right third or second but yeah yeah third place and he was in second like yeah. he it was at the end but like that man was like he was working yeah. and he's got that all-american look you know he'd be selling posters for strongman and shit yeah know? he looks like he transforms into captain america yeah he does yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. he's got that part he's got the strong jawline like Kate behind him. Oh, that's so true. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing, man. But yeah, it's it's a fun era we're in. So let me ask you, brother, what are you what are you looking forward to the most this weekend? What's what's the uh, you know, just give me the Adam Geiger kind of take on the clash weekend and what you're gonna go and what you're gonna get out of it, and obviously the podiums in your mind, but give me the back uh your story on it. Um I am super excited about the show as a whole. Um I know for myself, I'm going to go out there and put on a hell of a show. Um, In every way we can think of, I'm going to put on a hell of a show. Uh, I'm really excited about doing it at Elitch's. I'm excited about the crowd we're going to have. We have some super dope competitors. I think there's 17 in the 105. I believe um, so. In in this one. Um, I'm really excited to compete against Jordan Donaldson, that crazy son of a bitch. He's like, Oh man, we've had this thing. He he edged me out by I think a point or a half a point at nationals to take first, and I took second. And we've always just like been really close and really cool, but we talk shit the whole time. So I'm mm-hmm. really excited about that. Um, and I think that's it, man. I'm just really excited to go out there and put on a show for you guys because I got some shit up my sleeve. <laughs> yeah, I have a feeling, man. I have a feeling. I've I've, I've I'm a. Yeah, yeah. Let's just say I've looked closely at the antics of Adam Geiger. Oh man, I, I got so much going on. Yeah, we yeah, got to be on live. I mean, yeah, yeah. Putting me on live TV is like that's. Well, you, they're gonna get. They're gonna. They're gonna get a show. They're gonna make put on a show. It's gonna be nice. fun. Yeah, uh, I, I can't wait to see that. Yeah, my podiums. Whew, this is a tough one because uh, Andrew Clayton, myself. Jordan Donaldson, Tyler Young, and uh, there's another guy, Kevin. He won the, I think his name's Kevin. He won the Arnold 2022 105s are all going to be there. And this is going to be a show to watch because there's no holding back. Everybody's going all in. Um, I think Jordan is for sure going to podium again. Um, Jordan has a way of showing up and showing out. He is a true blue 
all around athlete. He reminds me of a uh, Charlie Sheen and uh, what the hell is that baseball movie? <laughs> oh, uh, League of Their Own. No, the, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. the Wild Thing movie or whatever. Yeah, like yeah, he's yeah, just yeah. an athlete. Yeah. Um, Andrew Clayton. Yeah, I think he's nobody to be slept on. He is athletic. No, he is no. powerful. Yep. Um, he's everything you want to see in a strongman competitor. He really, really is. I think he's going to podium. And I'd be stupid if I didn't say I wasn't going to be standing my happy ass. Right. I mean, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not tied up my yeah. converse that day. Who not am I interviewing? Long, I'd ask you who yeah, that uh, you got, that. yeah, like, no, no, no. I'm for sure going to be up there. All right. Um, nice. And I'll, it's going to be a fun weekend, man. Yeah, you know, I'm looking forward to it as much as you are. And I wish I could be out there to enjoy it. But at least we got ADL Live and the live stream that lets us all just take part of it. Oh, they do such a good show. job. They do, man. I tell you. And I'm blessed that they give us the opportunity to do something fun pregame with you guys as well. Because once again, it lends to the opportunity for these consumers to get know know who you fellas are. And it's important yeah. to all, everybody in the sport, including these people that are just coming on board. So, yeah. And for me, it's like it's I'm super grateful because it gives us a chance to like show our personalities outside of just what we can lift. And, you know, those face value things they get to see on, on ADL. So it gives us yeah. a chance to shine. And so it's, if it weren't for people like you and podcasts like this, like we wouldn't have near the opportunity, man. So I super thank you. Yeah. You know, you're welcome. And there's plenty of room for more. And I always encourage people, you know, rising tide rises all ships, man. And uh, if we just do this collectively, you and I'll be sitting back in our fifties and sixties, enjoying one hell of a show. So absolutely coming on with me today, Adam. I, and I look so forward to meeting you in person someday. You do drink absolutely. beer. Right? Yeah. Do you drink beer? You're I, one of those guys. I drink a little bit of beer, but I do partake in a lot of weed. Okay, well, we can do one or the other then, and we can have a good time. So I look forward to meeting you. Yeah, man. yeah you do I live in Colorado brother. after all, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're ahead of everybody else, right? So, I'm ahead of the rest of them. That's right, as I imagine you always will be. Thanks for joining me, Adam. I appreciate it. Good so have an amazing day, dude. Yeah, you too, brother. We'll see you. See you.